tired of feeling like you're spinning all the plates in your design business and at any moment they could all come crashing down? Are you feeling like you're so close to breaking through to the next level, but those consistent projects still aren't flowing your way? Are you ready to finally take your business from a hobby to 100K and beyond? Then welcome to the Six Figure Designer Podcast. I'm talking all the techniques you need in your design business to start paying yourself, get great clients, and finally break through that five-figure ceiling. So hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the podcast. We're excited for our guest today, and I think you're really going to enjoy our converse- conversation. Um, Masha Koyan, did I say it right? I got it kind of right. You She's going to correct you me. It. No, yes. it's all good. I'm already such a spaz. <laughs> but anyway, Masha is a seasoned messaging strategist and copywriter, and she has worked with some big guns. And I love that she put that word in there because that's amazing. And they are big guns like Deloitte, KPMG, OpenText, and Pearson, and then went ahead and launched her own boutique copywriting agency called Content Vertical. And Masha's secret sauce is that she has a signature framework and it's titled Reveal. So we might even have her talk a little bit about that. And what she does is she actually gets you a strategic narrative that captures not only a person's attention or a potential customer's attention, but also drives action, which, you know, we love when the rubber beats the road, right? So welcome to the show, Masha. Thanks so much, Pam. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. We're going to have um, a really good talk today because specifically, even though um, your specialty is in, you know, content and figuring out the right words to use and things like that, we're going to specifically talk about how to capture the attention and drive that action for the affluent customer because I really do believe that interior design is a luxury service. And while I feel like good design is for everybody, good design when you hire a designer is an added layer of um, monetary investment. And it's not always for everyone. So we're going to talk about how we can specifically be talking to the affluence. Yeah. And it's such a relevant topic right now because I feel like a lot of interior designers are trying to scale their businesses, to grow their businesses, to pivot. And that's what they tell me in the first like discovery calls where they say, well, I now want to target luxury markets. So very yeah, relevant. Very. And I think even just with a little bit of the softening economy and, you know, I've heard other people talk about how interest rates are really affecting what clients are doing when it comes to the affluent market, which is um, pretty much the clientele that I have. That's not really a concern. Mm-hmm. At, at the moment. So, um, you know, most people are buying their homes with cash here where I am. And so what the interest rates and things like that right now is not is not really affecting mm-hmm. what's happening from a buying standpoint. And I think that that's such an interesting and smart way to be looking at how can I find them. And so we're going to talk about specifically with you, because this is your area of expertise, is you know, what kind of words, like what kind of keywords might be most appealing to that affluent client? Yeah. And I love that we're starting with that. But the one thing that I do want to maybe preface by saying is that we start with really knowing and understanding your client. That's where we start. And that's how I start my projects. When I work with interior design, 
clients and they hire me to write their website copy, we start with research. What do we know about your clients? How so the deeper your knowledge is, the deeper your knowledge and understanding of your audience, the better the copy, the messaging on your website will resonate. So that's where it starts. And then obviously we choose the most strategic words. So maybe we can jump right in and kind of talk about, well, what what does resonate with this kind of audience? You know, what should right. we use? So I feel like where it starts when we think about the luxury market, it's all about custom. It's all about handcrafted. It's all about, you know, kind of what gives you that luxurious feel. So those kind of words, um, custom, bespoke, that speaks, that specifically speaks to the luxury market. Are the things that we can touch on is the kind of the luxury materials that you use in your service. So those like handpick, premium, fine quality, those are the, the words that would resonate with your luxury market, like hand-woven silk. And actually, one more layer that I would add is using, adding specificity. Like the more specific that you can get, the more kind of visual picture that you can paint in your client's mind, like saying something like Italian marble or hand-woven silk. You add that specific element to this mm -hmm. already luxurious term that, you know, really shows not to, we have the saying in copywriting, show, don't tell. And I always use that kind of advice, you know, show, don't tell, let's be specific. Let's paint that picture in your audience's mind to really capture their attention. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's so great. And if you, if you're a designer who already has luxury clients, think about the words they've used with you, either in testimonials or conversations that you've had and certain tech, um, terminology so that you're really understanding what's important to them. And I would add to that. So all of those luxury words are really, I, you know, I agree with all of that. And I think that's a great, um, you know, way to begin rounding out, right. And speaking to that luxury client. The other thing that I'm finding as well is um, the savings of time and understanding the value of hiring professionals as that relates to time and money and things like that. So that's one thing that I also find with my clients is that they know, you know, they just understand the value of hiring somebody that really knows their craft, that knows what they're doing because this is their area of expertise. Yeah, absolutely. So and what you mentioned, I thought it was so great that you mentioned that that using the exact words that you would find in customer testimonials. So in the copywriting world, we call it voice of customer data. And that's exactly what I do in my process. When I listen to the when I listen to your clients, when I interview their clients, really pay attention to the kind of language that they use. Because the idea is to not just paraphrase and kind of just understand it in general, but literally take take those words that resonate and speak. To those clients and then use them in your website copy so when they're reading it they recognize oh, okay this is literally calling me out this is addressing me this is speaking my language and that's right. the idea behind all of this research and interviewing your clients and paying attention to the things that they say whether it's in customer testimonials or in various kind of uh, customer touch points and you know making sure that you jot them down and then you use them uh, to speak back to your to your clients Yes. And when you get those calls and someone says, it was so weird. I felt like you were speaking right to me right. and you were in my head or any of those kind of phrases is telling you that you're really hitting the nail on the head in terms of speaking to 
that customer. And this is going to bring us to, you know, the next thing that I want to talk about, which is such a great tie-in is, you know, if you want to bring in more affluent clients to your business, if you want to grow your business and and sort of start to, um, you know, meld into this new, into this new section of your business, like what topics might resonate with those people? And we, we kind of touched on a little of those things, but let's, let's deep dive into that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So you actually touched on a great one, which is, you know, the time savings and everything. So that has to do with your process. I feel like it's such a great topic when you really describe your process. You're not just talking about, well, first of all, let's start with saying, let's not even go into the DIY topics because whatever you write about or whatever you promote, that's what you attract. So I see this so often when interior designers on their website talk about DIY or how to pick, I don't know, white paint or how to, I don't know, jazz up your living, like things that would attract a DIY type of client. So do not talk about the things that you do not want to attract. That's oh my gosh, I'm clapping. I'm clapping because yes, we're even in our social media posts, there's a lot of that going on. And um, I think you should just be mindful, more mindful, not why you should pick you know, this color paint because of X, Y, and Z, but more about the education process of why all whites are not the same and how you in your process, you know, show the paint to a client in a certain way so that you can see it in different lights and blah, blah, blah. Like all the things that you do as a designer. Yeah. Alongside them. Right. Because we don't want to, we don't need to teach them to do it on their own because those aren't the people we want. Right. So again, oh, yes. And this is still the topic. You can still, if, if you want to explore the topic, explore it, but pick a different angle. Like you said, share the expertise, share. When you, when you, uh, when you talk about in an educational, informational way, you showcase your credibility, you showcase your knowledge, you showcase your expertise, which is exactly what you want to do, which brings us to the next point of showcasing expertise in your topics. Whatever you talk about, showcase your expertise, show why you're the expert, show what you know, share this knowledge. So instead of just basically outlining a process here, 10 ways to do such and such, you know, to, right. I don't know, I'm just making up topics here, but sharing expertise is absolutely key. Yeah. And thinking about that from your clients or, you know, whoever's um, receiving your information. So you maybe want to run that if you're feeling unsure about what to talk about. If you run by your your idea, your blog yeah. post, your topic to someone else and you say, what do you think of this? Do you think this is speaking to, you know, that affluent client or am I more speaking to a DIYer and not even realizing it? Yeah, exactly. um, Just, you know, kind of running it through a filter, which mm-hmm. I think is... Um, as always a good thing. So this is a good one. I think we, it's almost like it bears repeating, like just remember who we're talking to and why it's, we're, yeah. and why we're doing this. Because if you're wondering why you're not getting good quality leads coming in your business, mm-hmm. the, what your, what your website says, what you're posting about, maybe confusing people, maybe unclear, maybe yeah. going to speaking to the the, not the necessarily the wrong person, but the wrong person for you, right? The wrong potential client for you. Yeah, so because that, when you're speaking to everybody, you're speaking to no one. And we just need to remember that. Speak to your own clients, know your audience, understand their needs, understand their ambitions, understand their preferences. So knowing your audience deeply is where it all starts. Yes. And I would think about to like, 
One of the big things for where I am, and this is just an just an idea to throw out to the audience is, you know, most of my clients have more than one home and uh, they do travel between the homes a lot. And so, you know, topics of discussion would also be, you know, how did half the time, sometimes it sounds funny, first world problems, but, you know, they don't, sometimes they wake up and they don't know which house they're in <laughs> because they're like, you know, they're kind of moving around. And so, you know, this, the topic could be how to set up your bedroom the same way in every one of the homes that you have. So that's, you know, I like you, know that. you know where you are. I mean, so this is being very specific to your client's issues or your client's concerns. So I would definitely, you know, think about things like that. And um, the other thing is I would talk about ancillary topics. And I, I'm sure you're going to jump in on this one. But for me, when I do um, a blog post or a newsletter, like I will also talk about things that the affluent client finds very appealing, like wine tasting. Like we mm -hmm. talked about, I did a whole issue on, not on wines, because they, a lot of them are very educated on wines and I'm not really that educated on wines, but I did a whole article, a whole newsletter really on where you could go for wine tasting in my area or, um, you know, special events that were going on that related to wine. And there's actually a couple, you know, didn't even know it, but a couple like sort of secret societies here that you can join that are just you know, all about wine and they do pairings and the whole thing with food. And, and so what kind of things do the affluent clients like? A lot of times it's wine, it's golf. Um, Traveling. Travel. Yep, for yeah. sure. So how can you tie in some of these topics that the, you know, that client is going, oh, this is cool. You could do an event yeah. based on wine. But just that, you know, thinking about what they like to do in their free time too. They like to entertain. They like to travel. Um, so those are all things that could be great conversations and topics for many things, right? Your website Absolutely. and your posts. Yeah. And I think we often forget that we're not really business to customer. We're human to human, you know, so us showcasing uh, that what we know about our clients, we should be talking about these things. So I love that you said um, uh, these various topics, you know, it could be arts and antiquing, things like that. And you could still tie it to your business, to your interior design business, how you incorporate it, how to incorporate vintage items, because that's hot and trendy right now. Um, I love the wine topic. I love maybe gallery openings, things like that. Travel destinations, how to incorporate, how to create like a well-traveled home, because that's a very, that's very important for uh, more affluent clients. You know, how do you showcase that kind of like lived in, well-traveled home? Uh, I love those topics. Um, then we can talk about like high-end technology and design, how to use that, what to incorporate, the newest things that come out on the market. You know, you showcasing that you know about what's going on and you incorporate that into design, not only showcases your understanding of what's going on, but also positions you as this expert in the space, who, you know, who, what does that say? It has the finger on the pole said. Yes, the tastemaker. Yeah. You're the tastemaker, right? We want to be. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I love those things. Um, custom design, personalizations, the things that you yep. do. And you could do that not only in blogs, but also in like case study way um, on your blogs where, for example, you uh, showcase a high-end project and then you discuss the various details, the various, various personalizations or here's the item that you 
I don't know, searched high and low and found that and look at this completely custom thing. It really resonates with those type of clients because I think what they do want something that no one else has. Yes, I was going to say that's you just hit it on the head. It's just like that unique look. They don't want to look like everyone else's home. They still want to impress their friends and their family, but they want to have their their spin on it and they want it to feel. Yes, they want it to feel like their home, right? Exactly. Yeah. So all of those topics are so great. And then, you know, again, we're just like moving right into all the all the things that we wanted to talk about is like, so how do you start paying attention to conversations you're having already? Because I always tell people the content sitting right there in front of you and it's in your day to day conversations with your clients and your vendors and all those things. So how can we start paying attention to the conversations that are already happening in our business and then in turn use that information as a springboard for like great posts or our content or marketing? Such a great question. And I feel the answer to this is every customer touch point in your business is that gold mine of content. It's what you should be paying attention to and analyzing, kind of doing, you know, maybe it's the exit interview. If you do that, like a feedback form that you send to the client, and then you pay attention to the things that they say. Maybe it's the conversations that are happening in the discovery call and paying attention. What kind of questions do your customer ask? And not just in the beginning or at the end of the relationship, but throughout, because, you know, interior designers are constantly receiving questions in the form of email, text messages, whatever route, you know, they communicate with their clients. All the ways. Right? So, like you're accessible 24-7, so you're constantly yeah. inundated with these questions. Those questions are perfect um, topics for blogs, social media posts, because I bet you if one person is asking this question, so many more people know that want to know the same thing so why not make a topic out of it and you know in anticipation kind of explore it and provide more detail and build on that because here's the thing the goal of your website copy and your top and just content in general is not only to address people's questions but to also anticipate to Mm -hmm. anticipate those questions so when you're proactively discussing those things in your content you're anticipating those questions you're kind of like overcoming objections you know when they arrive at your website and you know in copywriting we say meet them where they are like meet them in their head so if your customers are on your website kind of perusing your website and they're thinking about well how is this going to go and here you are just explaining everything outlining everything you're anticipating this those questions proactively and at the same time, positioning yourself as the expert uh, because you're so transparent in your approach. So yeah, one way is to really pay attention to all of those questions. Jot them down. If you see patterns of questions, definitely jot them down and use them as the springboard. Use them as a good topic to explore in your content. Yes, and so much more interesting than just throwing up a picture and saying, look at this amazing space because you're not connecting you're not connecting any of the dots for them. So by answering these questions ahead of time, you're already showing them what it's like to work with you. You're giving them all of the information they need to hopefully make that, you know, pick up the phone or or fill out the form on your website because they already feel like you have answered so many things that were going on in their minds that they didn't maybe felt embarrassed to ask or didn't want to ask or didn't have time to ask. You know, there's Mm. all of those. There's so many things wrapped up in why people call or don't call to, because we don't want to be intimidating. We want people to feel like they can open up and ask us questions and be honest. But if you're answering some of these things that keep coming up in their minds, 
you're really, like you said, exactly anticipating their needs and then you're meeting them exactly where they're at. You're answering those questions mm-hmm. going on in their mind. And that's such a connector, I think. For- yeah. And speaking about the connection, I think that's also so critical. You know, you mentioned that, what, well, what, what to do to kind of compel them to take that action is to make that emotional connection on your website or in your content. And I think um, one of the ways to do that is to like kind of like humanize your brand, you know, uh, share something personal, share something that they could resonate with. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. when you share, because sometimes it's all business, 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 because I do these web copy audits and all I see is like business. Well, here are my accreditations. Here's my certifications. Here's what I do. Da, 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 da. It's all business. But sometimes like we make as humans, we, we need something we need to find something that connects us emotionally and sometimes like we make decisions based on our emotions i think we know that already we've we've established that and sometimes the person on the other end of that screen or in a boat is honestly looking for something to just connect to when they're reading about you as a designer and all of a sudden you say say things like i don't know say something about your pet or say something about your hobbies or something else and you're like oh wow okay and that immediately connects us and it compels us to reach out I couldn't agree more. I think that the thing that we, the disservice that we do to ourselves is when we just talk business, 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 we all kind of start to look the same and and we don't, there's no differentiator because we're all kind of talking about the same thing. And so when we talk about things that are important to us, so many good topics, like, of course, everyone loves you to talk about, you know, your, your pets, that's a yeah. great connector or something interesting that you like to do in your free time. I will yeah. say that for me, so when my kids were growing up, they were both into baseball. And so we would go to like 100 baseball games a year. And then we started going and visiting all the major league parks. And then subsequently, um, my son is actually a professional umpire right now. So we have this like big baseball connection. But I will tell you, I have run into people that I haven't seen in seven to 10 years. And they're like, your kids still doing baseball? You guys still doing those trips? Mm-hmm. And that is mm-hmm. an unbelievable connector because it's different. Mm-hmm. And so what is it that you're doing? What kind of things that you're doing that you like to do for fun that are a little bit, you know, that are a little bit different that, um, you know, if you like to be a semi-gourmet cook and, you know, at night or whatever it is that you like to do, you like to like those, make those crochet animals or whatever. I mean, something that just makes us stand out and look human is so much. I love that. Such a good connector. And we're in small businesses. And that's the other thing that I would say is that the affluent are mostly self-made. And so they admire other people who are alike. Yes. Mm -hmm. Who are working hard and building businesses and, you know, trying to improve themselves and their businesses. So they love small businesses. They love supporting small businesses. So these are the things we want to talk about, right? Yeah, find your own point of differentiation, your unique value proposition, secret sauce, whatever you want to call it. There's so many names for that thing. But that's but that's a hundred percent. It should be front and center in your content, in your um, on your website, in your website messaging, because at the end of the day, that's what's going to be memorable. I, I was recently speaking on another podcast, and that's what I said. Like when you have a hundred tabs open and all of these kind of websites look the same, how will yours stand out? Like, what is that thing that's going to resonate when you close the tab? I, I don't know. You go on with your day. 
if you have something so authentic to you, something that really differentiates you and sets you apart, that's what's going to stand out. That's what's going to be memorable at the, at the end of the day. You know, oh, it's that designer who has, I don't know, is into baseball or her kids. You know what I mean? It's that. Yes. That really is like, oh, that's her. Yes. Because, you know, because otherwise we all kind of, we're all in this industry. We all sound, copywriter is a copywriter. You know, we all sound, sometimes we all sound the same unless we have something that differentiates us, whether it's a process, a framework, or your brand story, which is another thing, you know, something that humanizes you. So I think we hit on some really good things to help people start moving their, you know, their content and all of that more towards the affluent client. And we have to, we can't go until we tell people where they can find you, Masha, and where, where is the best way to connect with you? Absolutely. You can find me on my website, contentvertical.com, or probably the best way to connect on my Instagram. I share weekly strategies and tips, how to position yourself, how to set yourself apart from everyone else. And that's masha.copywriter. So definitely connect with me there. I love becoming friends with interior designers. That's the only uh, type of audience that I serve. So I'm like live and breathe interior design messaging. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today and your expertise and giving us some really great ideas on how we can start thinking about language that we're using on our website and also just paying attention to those day-to-day -day conversations. So thanks so much for being on the show and we'll see everyone soon. Thanks for listening to the Six Figure Designer Podcast. If you're ready to make six figures in your interior design business, then check out my Design Business Bootcamp. Our next session starts soon. So let's get you to six figures, stat.